Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Tell It All, where we find hope for our struggles and have a safe place for our vulnerability. I'm your host, Doriani Godoy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode. Guys, I am so freaking excited. I have Sarah here with me and I am literally so excited because I love her music. Like she dropped an EP called Becoming Daughter, right? Okay. I was like, making sure I'm saying it right. Um, And which is one of my literal favorite, like Becoming Daughter was my favorite song. That one in Holy Detox, I literally listened to them in replay. Um, I'm so excited to have her on because I want her to share, you know, how the album came about, how the Lord placed the lyrics on her heart and just sharing a little bit about her journey with Jesus and really anything else that the Lord has put on her heart. So before we get started, I want to tell you, like the other day I was sitting, like just like listening and I was listening to your song, like Becoming a Daughter. And like the lyrics were so like, I literally got chills because obviously I listened to them and I have them memorized, but I was like really, really like sitting and analyzing like all the songs that were passing through my um, playlist. And I was listening to yours and I was like, oh my gosh, especially the line where you were like, I walked into the church and like tears became to like roll down my eyes. Like, I think that that was such a beautiful description of what the church really is to us. Like, you know, it's supposed to be this thing where we come to our father's like basically home, you know, I mean, God is with us all everywhere, but the church allows us to be in community and also feel like loved. And, you know, when worship is hitting, like you just, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm the person who jumps up and down, has her like freaking hands up, is crying, like that. Cause I'm just like extra like that. And I love it because that's how I connect to the Lord. But I think it was such a beautiful description of truly what the church is supposed to be for us. And it's supposed to be a place where we come and we put our burdens like on the ground and say like, Jesus, like, you know, this is my burden. This is my past. This is where, you know, where you've led. And I am, you know, so connected to you right now that, you know, it overwhelms my body to tears. So yes, absolutely. It's, it's so crazy that you say that because I think that I actually wrote that lyric about my first experience in church after, um, starting to believe in Jesus. So I had walked into church and, um, I just started crying and it's so funny because, um, you know, something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I didn't believe in God for several years of my life. Um, I feel that. I I probably started believe, well, not I probably, I did actually start believing in God at 19. I'm only 20. So it's been uh, quite the, well, I think I'm going on two years because I'm turning 21. Yeah, so I'm going on two years, which is great. But um, that was my first experience. I grew up in the Catholic church, but which you did a whole podcast on that I was so, I related to so much. I mean, I grew up in the Catholic church, which was just not for me. Also, I had just so many bad experiences in my past that um, like with um, Christians and people within the community that um, I just did not believe in God. Um, to the point, I believed in like so many other different things. And I was very into new age and just like at points, I don't even know if I even believed in new age. Like I was just like all over the place, but it just wasn't God. So um, that was, that line was made for my first experience of actually going to church, a Christian church when I believed in God. And I was like, wait, and I just started hysterical crying. And I did not know that that was normal because I never experienced that also in um, the Catholic church. So yeah. when I was crying, I was going to get my boyfriend like, do I have to leave? Like, why am I crying? I gotta go. I'm to walk out right now because I'm having a moment. No, yeah, in the Catholic Church, we do not cry. That's not like I don't think I've 
I don't, I mean, I've seen people like on their knees and stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone like cry, you know? Yeah. Well, especially where the Catholic church that I grew up in, it was just so structured. I, I, I didn't have a relationship with God at all. I'm not, and I can't say that nobody else in that church, um, had a relationship, uh, or did it because I'm sure there are several people, people in that church who did, but I just, I definitely did not. And, um, so that was nothing that me or like any of my friends have ever experienced. So that was just Oh, that sounds like so amazing and I want you to know that I think it's so dope that you wrote like an EP on the Lord and you like just you know like people would call you like a baby Christian same with me like I've literally I think I've only been a Christian for about let's see how do I not remember I think it's like I'm coming into four years and yet people still like are like oh you're a baby Christian which is true like I mean I didn't grow up in a church I did not you know know what the word who the word was like I grew up in a Catholic home where you know you believe like God is real and you know Mary and the saints and like all these things but we didn't like you don't you don't have a connection with like you don't we don't talk about like I just really felt the Lord in my heart like I felt him during worship like I really feel like the Lord is like telling me this to tell me that those are just not conversations that are being had because it's always like very structural and very like just pray to the saint that it won't rain like stuff like that and you're like what is what do you mean um which is not kicking like not like coming at the catholic church everyone has their own way of like connecting to god that just like again like you said it wasn't mine either like you were like oh it was mine it wasn't mine and so i think it's kind of crazy to hear you say that but also like how inspiring it is because like you have a motivation for the lord like you know he put that on your heart and he was like hey like I can, I know you can feel connected to me. Let's actually do this thing and let's go all in and that you listen to him. Cause I feel like a lot of people come into the church and they're like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I did listen, but I ha- I'm not being obedient. And it's like one thing that, you know, one of my friends said the other day, it was like, she was like, I need to like, listen, pray and obey. Like that is like what I want to do. And I was like, well, holy crap, that's so good. Like, it's true. Like we need to listen to the Lord. We need to pray about it. Like, like, is this really who, like what you're saying? And then, you know, obey. So I think it's really cool. But um, so how did you begin to like create this album? Like, obviously you said, you know, I did that my first experience going into the church, but you know, did you feel like the Lord was like, like basically writing it for you? Did you, or did you feel like it was just experiences in your life being, you know, coming to you that you're like, Oh, this is so good. This would be a great song, you know? Yeah. So it started honestly, like the second I started to go into church and I believe in God, but, um, you know, there's still a lot of things that have to happen. I feel like kind of before you like fully give your life to him and actually know where the Lord is putting you. So for probably like the first nine months or yeah, about like the first nine months when I was, when I was in church, um, whenever I was worshiping, I just got this overwhelming feeling. Um, and God was just like, the, like God was just telling me like, you're supposed to be making Christian music. And I was just like, I don't think so. Like, you're so silly. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Like, thanks, though. And, um, it kept happening. And then I had actually, like, people from um, my church, like, ministers and evangelists, like, they would just, like, come up to me who did not even know me, right? Because, like, um, I was new. And they would be like, God has songs for you. And I would literally be like, <gasps> Oh my goodness. Okay. Like, right. so cool. oh my goodness. I remember one time someone from my church, um, 
I honestly did not know him like at all. I was pretty sure he did not even know my name, but he was like one of like the leaders at the church and everything like that. But I was like, he definitely does not know me. And he just like came up to me and was just like, yeah, God has songs for you. And just like walked away. And I was like, ah, okay, like that's so great. And I was so, I, but I suppressed it because I don't come from like, I'm not saying that people in my family don't believe in God, but it's just like the way that I practice Christianity actually being so involved in it. My family is just a lot of, well, I shouldn't say my family. I should say many people in my family aren't like that or with that in their relationship with God at this moment, which is oh, we're like the same person. Like, yeah, oh, girl, this is why your podcast, you don't understand. I, I listen to it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm hearing myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I was like, I don't know, like, how is this going to register with people? And like, also, I just wasn't there. Like, I wasn't there. My whole life was not currently dedicated to him. And so it was like, why was I going to make this music? It just didn't make sense. Um, And then um, I did start to feel like I did want to write like songs um, about God and whatever he gave me, but I did not want to surrender my whole career because I had such a comfortable, I put that in quotation marks because I don't even know if it was that comfortable, like um, relationship with the secular music that I was doing. And so it just like, was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna stop doing secular music. Like I'll just write some music for God and like, I'll definitely love to do it, but that's all that it will be. And then when the quarantine happened, I was like, it just, come on, that was everybody's point. Like, that was everybody's point. Like, it's not just a me thing. Everybody just completely got transformed. And that was my transformation. God was just like, you are a Christian artist. Like, you just are. And I was just like, so I I had no choice but to be obedient. Because at that point, my relationship with God, it was like, why was I gonna make music for anything else? It didn't make sense to me anymore to make music that didn't relate to him. And I even remember like on one of like, like going into 2020, like when I was writing songs and stuff, I couldn't help but mention God in my songs to the point. And I start, I wanted to like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention God. Cause I was like, I don't know what this is yet. I have no idea what this is. Why is, why did these lyrics come into my head and I'm talking about God? what the heck yeah. I was not even into my word yet I was not even like reading like that like I said I was just attending figuring this stuff out knew he was real didn't know him you it's know a what lot. like it makes sense you know yeah and so then I was like no wonder why like these lyrics kept slipping into my head because like this is really what I need to do so I just fully let it happen honestly like I just let it happen like I just I started to write these songs and they were very naturally about God because my whole life at that point was being centered around my relationship with God so that was my first real real growth and spiritual growth and I was fasting and I was reading my word every single day and like God was just giving me these lyrics like just handing them to me and like as far as like do I feel like God wrote it um Yes, but it is like so much a part of personal experiences, but I know God has put those experiences in my life. So it is completely God's and what he wanted it to be. And I feel so confident when I say that like everything that is written has so much like confirmation behind it from God. And like, I never felt more confident that God wanted something for me than that EP. 
Like that is just, I feel so confident about that. You know, people are like, oh, does God want this for me or whatever? Like, no, God has just confirmed a thousand times. He confirms to this day. Like it's all like that EP genuinely was everything. And I know that there's a big message in it for others that he wanted people to hear. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. I literally. Loaded question. I'm a. I'm no, a but I love that. Like, please give me every single. <laughs> no, like, I want to know everything. Like, oh, well, the dress I was wearing was blue. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to know every single detail. And I think, so I got a couple of things while you're talking. So number one, I want you to know, like, like, I think it's amazing the fact that you, in the moment when you felt like the Lord was calling you to do it, you were like, actually, I'm not in the right place right now. Like the Lord needs to give me, like, I need to have like a little bit more of like, coming to Jesus moment situation. And I think that's really mature of you because I think there's a lot of people that the Lord puts like messages on their hearts and then they're like, they jump right into it because they're like, oh my gosh, it's going to make me so successful, blah, blah. And I think it was so amazing to hear you say, you know, I really took the time. And like, even to say like, you were like, I didn't even think I was going to do it. Like I really didn't. Like, I just like, was like, Hey Lord, we're not there. And you know, if you're going to do something, you need to move because this isn't like, I know where I'm going, you know? And I think it's, it's amazing to hear, you know, you say, you know, I didn't want to put the word in my music and being able to say that and be like, be honest with it. Cause we would be like, Oh yeah, the Lord, like help me write it. Like, but being honest about, you know, I actually didn't want to add him to like the situation. And I think, I think it's, it's, amazing because I feel connected to you in that because I think with my podcast like I always knew like the Lord always had told me that it was going to be about him but I was always like ah but that's gonna like not like not everyone's gonna love that like I'm gonna lose like like I'm gonna lose a lot of like a big portion of you know like let's say like the community like people society whatever and I really had to come to terms with that and I was like there's no way There's literally no way I can sit on this podcast and talk about like anything but God. Like, there's no way. Like the Lord was like tugging at my heart, just like you. He was like, he's like, "Uh uh-uh, like it's gotta be about me because it's like, it is about me, you know? And I was like, I was like, how do you talk about your day to day? And you talk about these things and like healing and whatever, like the things I talk about and not say like, oh, well, the Lord is the reason that I have it. You know what I mean? And so I think people don't understand that because they'll be like, well, why do you always like bring God up? And I'm like, because there's no way to not bring him up. You know what I mean? Like he is the biggest part of my life. He is the most important part of my life. And it's like, like, no. And so I think, you know, like you said, like your message, it's so beautiful because it's not like, not everyone connects to like the slow, like intimateness of like what a Christian song is. Some people do, like I do, but not everyone does. And like your songs are like, you know, they're pop, like you can like kind of dance to them, you can get into it. But then at the same time, like while you're doing those things, you can listen to the lyrics and be like, oh my gosh, this is good. You know what I mean? Like this is like the Lord is moving and you can tell that his hand was on it. And, you know, I hear you speak about it. I know his hand was on it, but just listening to them is just like so amazing. Um, But obviously like, are you going to come out with new, more music? Like I know I saw on your Instagram, you're like recording. <laughs> yes. yes. First of all, thank you so much because actually something that is the most important to me when I write is my lyrics. I love lyrics. It's, I don't know. Even when I listen to other people's music, I value lyrics more than anything. I don't know how that came to be, but um, you know, I was in the secular music industry before this and um you know, it's just a very saturated industry where a lot of words don't have meaning. So when I think about my lyrics, I always want them to be 
filled. And um, so it's just, it, it just means a lot that you, you know, say that. Um, the other thing, okay, yes, coming out with new music. Yes, it's totally not over. I'm already writing new stuff and coming out with new things. Um, I actually have an acoustic version of one of the songs from the EP coming out that I absolutely love. Like, I'm obsessed with it. So I'm really excited about that. And um, that is uh, what I'll be writing. Well, no, not what I'll be writing, what I'll be releasing. And then I'm currently writing um, another song and I actually kind of finished writing it and the production's already done and um, I'll be releasing that too. And this is just something that is definitely not gonna stop for me, like at all. Like music is my form of expression, which could be so corny, but it is. It's definitely no, it's not. It's your, like if it's your calling and it's the way that you like, it, like do your art, then freaking go for it. I mean, so yeah, do. It, it is my definitely like, it is just my, it is my form of expression and God just, he keeps confirming that like he has these messages that he wants to tell through my music and I think that the becoming daughter message really got a cross for the people that heard it believer or non-believer and um I just know that God has more for that and he continuously just like puts lyrics in my head and like it's no joke when I say like I'm showering and I'm just like oh my gosh that's a song that's a song I just hear something like and it's all God it's literally not me yeah. It's not. Yeah. And so I get these concepts and I'm like, God has, he definitely has another EP. He has an album in him. Like he has everything right now. I'm focusing on singles, but I know there will be another like mass, like, like project that has like this one large meaning behind it. Um, and it's definitely not going to stop. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. Like literally I'm so excited for you. And like to have that connection with God, I think pe like, so people will never understand like I don't get people who don't have God in their lives but it's just like that you know you're just like showering and like listening and be like oh God just oh my gosh God you just put it on my head like literally I've said I've said it before my podcast like I'll literally be washing my hands and I'll be like oh that's a topic right there yes <laughs> that is it. it's so crazy that's actually how soak in your youth from the EP that's how it was created like I was literally in the shower and then God was like you put it as like soaking you're like well technically <laughs> I never thought of it like that, but that is true. But I was like, I was in the shower and I was just like getting excited about all these things in my life. And I was like, I'm doing it, God, I'm writing this EP. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then um, I was like, I get lost in the thoughts of all the blessings he'll bring. That's like literally, I think like the first line of the song. Mm -hmm. And then the, like, that was that. And I was like, okay, okay. Like that's a song. And then all of a sudden it was like, girl, you are getting lost. You got to soak in your youth. Like you better calm down, like put your foot on the brake because I'm a very excited person. And God was just giving me that message of like, um, yeah, like you could be excited, but like you're 20, if you could just like, maybe take it a little bit slower and like, don't rush me. And I was like, okay, God, I won't rush you. And that's how soaking youth came up, but like literally popped into my head. And that just it is, it's honestly the coolest feeling ever. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like just being like, 
at random points of the day. It's like epiphanies, you know? Yeah, literally. And I think that that's like, so I just like, I'm just in awe because I just love like to hear, like, I love hearing your story. I love hearing, you know, everything, your connection, like with God. But I think like, for me, I just love hearing the things God does because I'm just like, oh my gosh, he's such a good God. And he's so intentional. And it's like, and it's just like, and oh my gosh, talking about, you know, the being a 20 year old and, you know, God being like, Hey, 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 calm down on the race, like chill out. Like, and I think honestly, like my, my therapist tells me that all the time, like, she'll be like, Dory, when a 30 year old looks at you, was she, is she going to go, ah, this girl's only 21. She doesn't have anything together. No, they're going to be like, this girl is a child. We shouldn't have it all figured out. And she should just be going to school and doing her thing. She doesn't have to be making big moves like, you know? And so I think it's, it's, I, I just love to hear that because, you know, I think sometimes people forget that God isn't asking you to run. Oh, yes. snap to that, girl. Yes. <laughs> like, he's not asking you, like, book it. Like, just book it. Like, if I put it on your brain, you better book it. Like, go run. Like, God is asking us to be, like, patient and listen and obey and walk. Like, you know, God is like, if I need you to run, I'll pick you up and we'll run together. Ooh, you know, like, I'm not going to ask you. Girl, I love these. I love <laughs> Um, You know, he's not going to, like, be like, I need you to book it. And, like, I'll wait for you back here. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to say that. And so I think I think a lot of times we forget that the Lord does put things on our hearts. And he's like, look, this is what I'm calling you to do. And, like, this is what I want for your life. But I'm not asking you to run. I'm not asking you to, like, get it all together right now. I'm putting it on your heart so that we can begin to prepare you know, your heart, your mind, your brain, your life for what is to come. And so, you know, I think a, not a, like a lot of us don't realize that we don't think that we just think like, oh my gosh, the Lord told me this is what I'm supposed to do. Now I have to figure it all out. And I have to figure out how to, you know, open the doors and do all these things. And it's like, no, like when he puts it on your heart, he's going to open that door. And I think, you know, for me, like hearing you say that, and even for me, like it was the same way, you know, with the podcast, like the Lord put on my heart and like, freaking I don't know February I don't even know when he put in my heart of like last year and it was conversation after conversation with people just randomly kind of like they were coming up to you being like you know I really think you should start a podcast like I just I like listening to you speak and like you know people being like Dory speaking is your thing like you need to go for it and like all these things and I was just like "Eh, mm, I don't know about it that's a lot of pressure like and you know I'm like I don't have the equipment I don't have the money I don't want to do all the things (laughs) and like the Lord like you know, at one point I was like, is this what you want me to do? And it took like seven months of like the Lord being like, this is what I want. This is what I want. I was like, no, this is not what I want. This is, I mean, like I want it, but I don't want it, you know, like, yeah, like give it to me, but no. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, if you you want to put in the work, Lord, like the equipment, the everything. And and that's what he did. Like he literally opened the doors to have, you know, like my microphone, like little things that I was like, okay, this is like, okay, here we go. Okay. This is becoming real. Why is this so easy? Like everything was just so easy. And so I was like, okay, if it's easy, it's because it's, like God said, you know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't mean that if it wasn't from him, it wouldn't still be hard because it still is like, you know, creating content, editing, all those things, like it's hard, but that doesn't mean that the Lord isn't like with you throughout the whole thing. So I think, I just think that that's really like amazing to hear you say that because like everything you've said, I'm just like relating to back to back to back to back. I relate to something you just said too, because something about like it being easy. And I feel like that's also something that, um, like people, oh, 
I, I mean, this is like a whole other conversation, but I just don't like when people take things and run with them and like someone would be like, oh, Dory said it's easy. Like, it's not always easy. It's like, no, it's not that. But the truth is, is that even when I was creating my EP, it was so much more seamless than anything I've done in my life. And like, especially with my music. And like, that doesn't mean that every EP is just going to be like easy, but and I wouldn't even say that this was necessarily easy, but it was seamless. Like, how did this even happen? I don't even know. It went in the blink of an eye, but it was just kind of like, you know, that feeling of like, okay, God put a podcast on my heart and then got me this equipment and somehow provided the funds and somehow did this and this and that. And I felt the same thing. Like, okay, God told me to, to be this Christian artist. And all of a sudden I have five songs and I have to like call up my producer right now because I need to record all these songs. Like, when does that happen? I mean, like, if you looked at my discography from the past, like you would see that, like, I had like one song a year since 2018. And all of a sudden I have five songs. Like, come on, you know, it's not that every project is going to be like that, but it's really like, there are times when God just like actually hands things to you. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, ne- I've never had something like handed to me like that in my life until I started actually doing what God asked me to do. It's like crazy. Like I said, won't always yeah, be like that. Mind, right? Like God's I, like, Oh, listen. And then you do. And he provides like, what? <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, I just, I definitely do relate to that completely well I mean I'm glad that we like it's just like exciting to be able to hear that because I think I think a lot of times um people don't always like understand that especially like I haven't met a lot of people like I haven't connected with a lot of people in my industry like in the podcast industry because it obviously is a little bit harder to connect and stuff but just being able to hear like you're in the industry just like I would think that like this kind of includes myself in the industry I don't freaking know yeah but, I, like, for sure yeah. And so it's like, I don't know, it's like hard because not everyone, like not your, your day-to-day friends aren't going to always understand that struggle of like, you know, this does seem really easy, but it's, you know, it was handed to me and all these things. And they're like, well, well, it's my, my calling isn't being handed to me. You know? <laughs> and they're like, like, well, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what, maybe you need to like talk to God about that one. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, well, wait, there's so much just came to my head, but I mean, like one of the things too, just about like, you know, the community I think has been, I think the community has driven um, this EP, like even out of me so much, like meaning like that it's like such a big reason why I produced, like I produced it and like made it happen. Um, It was because, you know, when I first like became a Christian, I was so like, well, when I first became a Christian, I was just like, you know, Christian TikTok just started becoming a thing, Yeah. Um, at least in my world. And there wasn't like that much like hate or like judgment on it or anything like that. But then, you know, as, as this like started to um, progress, like people were in quarantine and really had only like TikTok to really talk to, it became such like a very like uh, t- toxic community. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. Christian TikTok, you got to get it together. <laughs> They're just mad toxic. And I see that you're making people who are trying to spread the gospel, like drop left and right. And it's so terrible. And they nothing- don't go up at all, like at all, like literally like all the, the Christian, the Christian, the Christian people who um, like, I don't want to say anything to offend anyone, but like the ones who like put themselves a little too out there. Those are the ones like blowing up and like, you know, like, what's the intent behind it you know like just because your bio says god first doesn't mean you're a christian artist my my biggest my biggest thing with it actually has been like 
um, not even the way that I feel like other people are starting to spread the gospel. I think it's just the way that people comment on each other to tell each other that they're wrong because I don't think that I, I just don't understand why we have to constantly tell each other we're wrong, especially publicly. That really, really bothers me. And I think that um, the reason why I brought this up was just because you were saying it's hard to relate to people in the community. And it, it is really hard to relate to people in the community because everybody is so focused on their personal beliefs and where they're at with God that they project it onto others. Yeah. And nobody else's relationship with God should be projected onto me. Um, or anybody else. And I think that, yeah, I think that when we have things to share, a lot of the times it's considered, um, like, like almost like a test, like people on the app are trying to like test each other. Like, well, actually God says this and actually God says that. It's like, really? Okay, great. God didn't get there with me yet. And that's why I wrote wrote Becoming Daughter. And actually the, the album came about because I couldn't relate to anybody. And I was so scared to put out this music because I said, oh my gosh, everyone's going to judge me. Everyone, and not even non-believers. I wasn't even afraid of the non-believers as much as I was. The non-believers will just download it. It'll be fine. I mean, mean, like, believers, I just saw it firsthand being so critical. And I'm not, I don't like, I don't, I don't like, um, that like projecting onto others and so when I was writing this I was like people are gonna tell me I'm wrong maybe my theology is wrong somewhere maybe I said something like I said I don't like when people take things and run with it because sometimes we say things and it doesn't come out the right way and I was like "Um, I know that always gives me so much anxiety especially like on the podcast like even not just me saying like oh just because you have Christian like like God on your bio like doesn't mean that you are a Christian artist I feel like oh my gosh if somebody hears that they're gonna like come for me like no you you no, you, you, you really shouldn't. And I, yeah, that's and what I, I'm saying is like, no, people don't just like, I'm like, oh, she probably didn't really mean it like that. Like people never the intent. People never look at people and say, oh, I bet she didn't mean it like that. They always look at it like, oh, she meant it like that. Oh, she meant to hurt somebody. Like, and it sucks. I genuinely find it insane. Like I really do. And like, I, when I was writing this and I was like, everyone's going to judge me. God gave me this, everybody, just because someone's going to be like, no, this is like your own worldly perception. No, no, it's not. God gave me this. I was sitting there and I was like, I got to do this regardless because I'm just, I'm just becoming, I'm just growing. I was like, I'm just becoming daughter. (gasps) I'm just becoming daughter. What? And then I was like, wait, oh my goodness. Like, this is it. Like, when are we going to stop stressing this perfection? And it is so hard to relate to people. Again, trying to go back to this reason why I brought this up is because like, there is, I'm so passionate about this. Like, you know, relating with people is very difficult because it's just like, I, I, it's one thing to hold someone accountable. And it's like another thing to just like literally put your standards onto somebody. And I just was like, I don't want, I don't want anyone's standards, but God's standards. And I know what God is doing right now. (laughs) And right now I'm like, not where the people are who have grown up in the church. Like I'm not there because I'm literally 20 and I started believing God when I was 19 and I'm, God is making a move and I'm just becoming daughter. So if I do say something wrong, you know what I would love to do? I would love to admit that I said something wrong in my song and that it should be fixed. And I'd love to write a new song about how my old perception was wrong and how God has renewed me. That's the point. I don't need to like not 
put this out because I'm afraid of what other people are going to say. Yes. But like, I don't really like, I have, I have hardly, I've connected with some people, um, especially, I mean, I, I don't have many Christians around, like around me. So it's like most people that would connect to just like basically like online or whatever, but it's like, it's like, I really can't even relate sometimes. And like, mm -hmm. I think that it's because everyone is just really caught up in like this, this like show and like what we say and like who said this and what, and I'm, it is like, I've ne I will never, ever, ever live like that. And that is the, one of the main things that God has put on my heart to share with people is that like God works like with us individually and yes he does bring us together and there is congregation we are in the church and everything like that but like where you are and what you feel and your the way you grew up is going to affect the way that you grow in the lord and nobody can just sit here and tell you that you are completely wrong and if there is something that needs to be spoken about you need to be held accountable about i just feel so strongly that there is such there's something so beautiful about coming to people in private. Mm -hmm. I hate the stitching of TikToks. You ever see those? Yes. The telling people that they're wrong. I hate that. I'm like, because there is a, a lot of anxiety for the person who's being stitched. Yes. Why are you doing that to people? There was, um, there's a, a verse it's in Matthew. See, this is something I would get canceled for not knowing the verse that I'm about to talk about. Oh, but no, I oh my gosh. I feel like that's not even something like people, <laughs> Big Christians are like, okay, I think it's in Matthew. Let me just like, yeah. I'm just gonna say it anyways. Like, I listen. Like, I do not have the Bible memorized. Like, I and listen, I'm gonna die not have the Bible memorized. Like, it is hard. Like, I'm listen. I'm not a pastor. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not. But that doesn't mean I don't read my word. And it's, I mean, I can tell you the verse. It's in my journal. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. like. You're like, oh, so in Matthew chapter two, blah, blah, blah. This yeah. is, and that's you know? great. We have some Bible scholars, but we're all not going to be Bible scholars. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, we're not all supposed to be the exact same. That's not the, that the Lord, every single person has their own calling. Every single person has their own relationship with God. And I think, you know, what you're saying is so freaking accurate and so real because of the fact that like, there is so much judgment in our community in general for everything, like literally everything. It's like you step the wrong way. You go out, you, even if you just go out with friends and have a drink, like there's always going to be somebody like, oh, well, if you only know what the Bible says about drinking and you're like, okay, if that's your conviction, good for you. But that is not my conviction. And that's the thing is like, when you said projecting is such a big thing in the Christian community, because people don't understand that just because it's your conviction doesn't mean it's mine. Yeah. Just I, yeah. You like were put like, just cause God put that on your heart and said, listen, this, this, and this doesn't mean that he's saying that to me because he could be telling me a whole different other thing. And like, it is not fair for people to bring other people down because that's the thing is like, we lose so many Christians because of the inability to connect correctly, because we're not able to sit there and show up for them lovingly instead of, you know, pushing them to the side, even inviting them out to dinner and being like, listen, like, you know, like, is there anything you want to share? Like, I don't really know how you approach those things. Like, to be honest, like, I'm just, I'm a very honest person. So like with my friends, like, I'm just like, Hey, I didn't think that was right. You know, I don't know. if the, Like, I don't know if the Lord put that on your heart. So like, obviously, you know, it is a little bit harder to approach a stranger in a like loving way, 
but it is possible. And if you go with it with the right intentions, even if that person takes it incorrectly, your intentions were the right, like you're not responsible for how they react. Yeah. And you're not responsible for the way they react to it. Like you're only responsible for the way you came at it and responsible for the way that your intentions were brought out. So it, I think it's, it's so sad because as a, as Christians, we should be lifting up the Lord and we should be bringing more people in. We should be hungry for that. But instead it's all about like, you know, did they do something right? Are they like cool enough? Do they have enough, like even money? Like, do they have enough money? Do they look cool enough? Like with like what they're wearing, do they have enough things? Like, and it's not to like crap on the Christian community. I have amazing Christian friends and I, and I know, I know people just like you who are running towards the Lord, bringing the Lord to like, you know, bringing him up and all these things. But at the same time, it's like, how can you not be frustrated when you see so much, like why, when you see so much crap on the internet and you're like, you're proclaiming the gospel, but you're doing it in a really unloving way. So you're losing people and it sucks. Well, you know, there's a huge, there's a couple, there's actually a lot of things here. So, um, first of all, yes, the reason why I'm very passionate about approaching people in private, um, it's not like because we should never approach people, I guess, like publicly, but like I was saying in Matthew, there is a verse that literally says like, if there's someone in your church doing something off, like you confront them. Mm -hmm. If they don't listen, you bring two or three people. And then if they don't listen again, then you bring it in front of the church. Right. And so like, I, I feel so that, yes, there's like a step to it. And I just think that that is such a beautiful, loving way to approach. There's that second with the whole conviction thing. Um, when, when people talk about like convictions, not being theirs, I always like refer to it like in this way, like when I became a Christian, I still cursed like crazy. I had the mouth of a truck driver and I was just like cursing, 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 cursing. And I know that that was a right. And I knew that because why would that be right? I know it's not right. Right. But genuinely I, that at that moment, that wasn't my conviction. Doesn't mean that it was right, but it wasn't my conviction because God was just allowing himself to become an actual priority in my life. So there was no, okay, now just be perfect. Stop cursing. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. It was like, that wasn't my conviction yet because I was just dealing with one other type of conviction, which was the fact that I didn't even believe in God. And I had to learn how to like love him and do things for him. Like that's a project in itself. So just because, you know, like I, I don't like when it's like, well, well, you're doing this. The Bible says not to. So like, how, how are you Christian? It's like, well, maybe they're like, maybe the Lord's working on something else that's very specific in their life right now that they're actually not ready to take on that conviction. I just think that that's completely normal. I think like, like we said, like God doesn't say run, but you have to like walk, you know what I mean? Like you have to figure it out and go step by step. And then it was like, like I said, I was cursing and cursing. And then one day I like prayed to God and I was like, God, I have so much going on please give me control over my life. And God's really funny the way he talks to me. I don't know if it's because I have like a little New York idea in my head of what God talks like to me, (laughs) but God was literally like, okay, you want control of your life? Well, you don't have control over your mouth. And I was just like, Oh, he said what he said. (laughs) He said, and he meant it and he put a stamp on it. And then I was like, okay, you got it. God. Like I was like, okay. And then I still struggled, but then that was a struggle. Four years 
Exactly. But then that was a conviction because God actually at that point had actually spoken to me about it. Mm. Prior to that, it was like, okay, I know this, this is wrong, but God did not say now take this on. Yeah. He didn't say like, Oh, you're doing all this. You're doing all these, um, these, like you're even letting me in your heart will now be perfect. And that's the thing that you will never be perfect. And so it's like, it's like you said, it's like the Lord is working in other people's life differently. So if the Lord brings, you know, cussing up to you, then that's your thing. And if, and I know, like I follow, like, it's called like the connected life. I don't know if you, I think I've sent it to you one time or something, but it's like Abby stone, stone. I don't know how to say freaking, I still got names, but like Abby and her husband, um, he's important too. Cause he's, he's one of the hosts, but I don't remember his name. Um, but he cusses like, and he cusses on the podcast and, but he has a heart for Jesus, like burning heart for Jesus. And like, he's has changed people's lives with the way that he like has spoken and, you know, what he's brought into light. And so I think, you know, I think, I think God is allowed. I think people don't allow God. Like it sounds weird to allow God, but I don't think God, they allow God to overlook things. Like, I think God's like, I understand, like you want to cuss. It's not the best thing. I don't agree with like, God. be like, I would love for you not to cuss. That would yeah. be amazing. But you know what? There's so many greater things I need to do in your life. And the cussing, we'll just figure and it'll, it out. And it'll, happen when it, and it'll happen when it happens. You yeah, know what even I mean? if it never ends up happening. Even if he cusses until the day he dies. Which is like, honestly, I feel like that's going to be me. Like, I like I do struggle with cussing. Like, mm-hmm. that's just like my thing. Like, it's I've just, always yeah. cussed like a sailor since I was literally a kid. Like a baby. <laughs> like Probably like 10 years old. Um, But I think it's like you know, God is like, I am doing greater things, you know, and I will still use your fault, like your fault, work. your things. God will work. Yeah. And that's why, that's why though, that we can't hold judgment. I mean, there are several reasons why we shouldn't hold judgment, but to me, that is something that God has made really strong in my life. Like there, there are several things that are happening and God doesn't work with every conviction all at once. And I've experienced that firsthand. And um, that's why the whole judgment thing really confuses me. Cause I'm like, you don't know, you don't know these people, you don't know what's happening. And we're just all, why are you all judging each other? Like, can we just calm down for a second? Because all I know is that if someone's heart is changing towards the Lord, whether I don't care what denomination they are, if they're Baptist, if they're Catholic, if they're anything, if like Pentecostal, anything, mm-hmm. people want to tell you what type of denomination would be. Even people just going, cause we don't have a good experience with the Catholic church, but there are so many people that do. So guess what? Just because someone's Catholic, why do I have to go there and say, oh, well, what you're doing is unbiblical. First of all, I don't even know that much even about the Catholic church to even tell you what's unbiblical or I don't, I can't, okay? First of all, I'm not even the person to speak on it. But second of all, why would I? Do they believe in Jesus? Are they chasing God? Is God, God gonna work in their life? Yes. It's not my job to start correcting everybody. You yeah. know, like that's what we do have teachers. We're not God. That's, we're not Jesus. I'm, yeah, exactly. Like that's not our place. Like I'm we're very, not Jesus who come yeah. in. We're not gonna go into a room and be like, eh you you know like like my pastor was talking about it yesterday where he was saying like you know he was telling peter like you're gonna deny me three times you're gonna you know he was like talking to him about before he got crucified and it's like you know that's jesus jesus is able to go up to them and be like yep you are gonna sin like you're gonna do this you know what i mean like or whatever and that's not who we are like who are we to come into a room and say like 
oh, you are not doing this correctly. Oh, you aren't thinking correctly. Oh, you need to do more. You need to connect with people better. You need to reach out to people more. You know, you need to stop cussing. You need to stop drinking. You need to stop. Like, obviously, like if they're an alcoholic, that's a whole different story. But if they're having drinks with friends and you think that that's like terrible, then okay. Like you can bring it up. You're allowed to speak your mind. But if you're not bringing it up in a loving way, then get the freak out. Like, you know, there's a door to let it hit you on the way out. You know what I mean? Like God will move in other ways if he wants that to be spoken to me, but you're not one to, t- to do it, you know? And I feel like so many people are like, well, you know, I was talking like God really brought this to the light. And I'm like, did God bring it or did you? <laughs> know like did you what did you make that up in your brain because I don't feel like that's where we're at like I don't feel like God I think God would have prepared my heart to receive your message and that's not what he did Mm. you know and so I hear you I I definitely do hear you I do and like the reason why I'm so passionate about this too is because I've had some of the worst experiences before I was a Christian with other Christians to the point where um there were I actually went to a high school in Manhattan and Christians protested outside of our school, telling us that mo- mainly that um, gay people were going to hell and protested. I was 16 or 17 years old. And I mean, all of all, like so many of my friends, basically like all of my friends at the time were are gay. And I just was like, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. And it turned me wow. so cold and it turned me so far away from God. Mm-hmm. and so that's why too like th- that happened I also the church that I grew up in the leaders in that church were very very mean we had several problems with them and um just like not being loving and making everything like about my not about my personal behavior because I was always like a good kid and like Sunday school or whatever I actually yeah. not Sunday school but we went to CCD I don't know what people call it but like yeah I mean that's Sunday school I think yeah um but basically like th- like just behavior and like one time I got in trouble because I went to mass on the morning service and not the night service no no, no I'm so serious it was crazy so like joking. and like I'm talking about like I got in trouble like there was a huge fight like there was uproars within the church like literally like in the church like because I went to nine o'clock, nine, nine a.m. mass so that I could go to my grandma's house later in the day. And like they, the, I was like making confirmation. So like I had to be at the 7 p.m. mass, but like I wasn't making confirmation that day. Like I was just like in, in Sunday school to go yeah, to confirmation. Who cares? Like what? It's the same thing. It was, Literally. It yeah. Was so <laughs> just like my, the experience that I have um, had with Christians prior to me becoming a Christian has been a very, very bad, very, very negative. And it, it turned me so cold. And I do not blame others around me who experience the same thing for turning away from God, because why in the world would you want to turn towards a community of people that have showed you so much anger and hate in your life? Mm-hmm. And so for me, as being someone who grew up in New York, and for someone who has experienced um, people from several different backgrounds and several different passions and several different things. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Not saying that God is not saying that God is still not the King of all. God is the King of all, and He is the King of this world. This world is completely His. Yeah. But I understand, and I'm very empathetic towards other people's pain with the church. 
I really am because I was that person not you know and I was and I was that person that had so much pain from the church but to be honest I know people that have it so much worse because I still come from a very great like I like I come from like you know like there there's a lot of privilege within the church I would say that I come from I come from a very very privileged background and it's just because me going and like having friends of different cultures and different things like help me really see other people and like where they are in their lives and it's like I now I'm so grateful that God has let me see him in the way that he has but that's why I am so extremely passionate and I will never hide for a second that I feel that the Christian community is leading with so much judgment And that it will never bring anybody closer. And that bold, and I've talked about this before, boldness is totally needed. Paul was so bold. He was so great. And he had so much to say and he said it. But there are, we need people to lead with such gentleness. And I personally really know, I know it for a fact that God has put that on my life and I will always lead and be empathetic. Always. I will always lead in an empathetic way. And I will always speak to people's genuine struggles with hatred from the church. And that's not the church. And I'm so passionate now that I know God. There's the church and then there's God. Yes. Like there's religion and then there's Jesus. Exactly. So I think that that it's like, I think a the thing is like I don't want to lose hope you know what I mean for like because there is so much hope in the Christian community obviously like you're saying like like I just want to say I'm sorry for the people who like did you so dirty because it's just like (laughs) it's so irritating and the thing is like um I like didn't experience that and I'm so thankful I didn't because I feel like I wouldn't have come to the church you know what I mean like I'm very thankful that I didn't get to like like Christians have never been unkind to me in that sense. You know what I mean? Like in the like judging and like, you know, I can't even imagine what I would have, how I would have processed, you know, being 15 and like having that happen in front of your school. And, you know, I mean, I, the only thing that has ever happened to me like that, you know, is like when I went for like the March for life and we were, I was, I went to a Catholic mass and people were holding up signs that we were going to hell because we were Catholic. And so it was, yeah, it was so crazy, but I was like, you know, that's the only thing I could say that I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. Like, I don't know about all that. Um, but I am like, I, I hear you and I understand. And I, I literally am just like, you're making like the balls in my head. To, like, turn. like, is that how you say it? I don't, the wheels, the wheels, yeah, the, wheels, the, wheels. The, wheels. <laughs> the wheels in my brain turn. Um, like, because it, like, it makes so much sense. Like, you know what you're saying? I mean, not that I haven't thought about it, but I've never really felt like you know, I feel like the Lord's now opening that up for me and is like, okay, like, let's think about that because I think you're, you are right. Like there is so much judgment and it's, and it's completely led by that. And, you know, it's like, well, you don't, you don't need to come to my church because you're in doing this and you're, you know, instead of being like empathetic and being like, you know, I hear you and I see you and, and I understand like validating that feeling because people are so hurt by the church. And I've had like my best guy friend, you know, he's gay and it's so hard because I want to talk to him about Jesus, but I have no idea how to do it because he was told multiple times. I went to a Catholic school. So like for 
like high school and middle school, like he was told that he was going to hell by people. And how do you, like, he's told me before, he's like, Dory, I want to hear God. And he listens to songs sometimes like Christian songs. And he says like, I cry because I know he's tugging at my heart, but how do I connect to a God that's going to send me straight to hell? Right. When, yeah. And so it's like, and I'm like, he's like, I'm like, he's not like, he loves you. And it's like, but then, you know, people are going to hear me say that. And then you be like, no, Dory, but he is. And I'm oh like, my gosh, no, but, it's but you not. are baby boy. Unforgivable sin mentioned in the Bible. And it is not that. Okay. There's one unforgivable sin that's mentioned in the Bible and it's not that. And there's even so many things about, cause they said the one, uh, unforgivable sin is, I think it's mocking the Holy spirit in some sort of way, but people mm-hmm. don't even still really know what that means. And everything else is like totally covered. Like I just watched a video where it was, someone was like, if I was a receptionist of heaven and it was like, someone calls and they're like, yep, that sin is covered. Yep. That's in his cover. Oh, and I love like, that. And it was I love like, so much that gives me like, uh, that gives me chills. Cause I think for so long, like, you know, people will tell me like, you know, my family's Catholic or whatever. And I've had, like, I had literally had a boy tell me like, Dory, you need to like convert your family or you're, you're like, they're like, you do know your family's going to hell, right? Like I was told that, that my, like my, my, my family as a whole was going to hell because of the lack of like faith that they had. And to me, it was like, I was like, Oh my gosh. And so that literally propelled me because I was like, God, like I could never, could never imagine someone I love going to hell because I believe in the capacity of God to love us. I believe in the capacity of God to have grace because that's what he says he has and having compassion and understanding that we are literally human beings who make mistakes, who have no idea what we're doing half the time. And so it's like, how could I discredit God's love and grace for his, for his children by saying, oh, blah, blah, blah is going to hell. Yeah, I just don't, I really don't, I genuinely don't believe that it is our place to, to try and determine that at all. I no, really who are we to say that? Are we God? No. Are we Jesus? No. Literally not. And I think like too, like I, I, there are, listen, I personally, there are, there are certain things too that I just, you know, with addressing them with the church, like it's just like things that I don't like to talk about. And especially because there are so many people that I love and I just in any way, I'm not trying to be, I've had this experience with God and like, I know where, where God has put me and what he's put on my heart. And, you know, I just don't, I never, I mean, I can't stop the world from not, not um, liking me because that's like inevitable. Like the Bible says it a hundred times over, we're not going to be liked by the world. And there are things I don't like to talk about just because I feel like, it almost sometimes feels like it's not my place. You know what I mean? And even with the experience that happened outside of my school, I don't like to talk about it too much because I also don't have that struggle. So how could I even fully fathom what that was? Yeah. And I also just, it's not, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so sad that that, that ever happened. And the only reason why I bring it up is like I said, I don't like to talk about it too much, but the reason why I brought it up is because I think that people who aren't surrounded by it, people who believe different things and people who aren't surrounded by several different cultures and backgrounds don't understand why my, my approach to what I do with my music 
and my approach to, I guess, spreading the gospel in my own way. I don't like to, I'm not a teacher or anything like that, but just saying like expressing myself and sharing my ideas about God and stuff like that. Why I'm so gentle with it is because that stuff's real. Yeah, That stuff's real. And I don't like to talk about whatever, but that is so real. I'm not trying, you know what I mean? Like people are actually really hurt and it, that's why it kills me every single day. And like you said, like, I'm also not trying to upset people by being like, there's no hope in the Christian community because there 1000% is hope. There's always hope. But there, we have to like, understand that like, people are not, but when people pass their judgment, you know, I don't know if people will necessarily stop passing their judgment, uh, both believer and non-believer. Yeah. But I do know that we have to let it slide off our shoulders. We really do just have to like, let it go. And we just have to know where God's taking us. And we should be in our word and we should be praying and we should be either in a congregation or searching for a congregation and be praying to God on that. And there's many things that we should be doing, but God is working in each of us individually. And um, I think it's just very dangerous to, I think it's very dangerous to have a bunch of bold people in the world and not enough gentle. I think bold people are great. I think that that is also another way that God reaches people. But I just, I think that I, from personal experience in a community, or not in a community, but like in a, I've, I've been in so many situations where I've just seen like gentle approach needed. Cause that's what I needed. And to be honest, like God had really worked so great using my boyfriend in the way that, cause my boyfriend is the one who brought me to the Lord. So I was actually going to ask you about that. I was like, I, yeah. was like praying. I was like, I hope the Lord like brings that up because I do want to talk about that. Like, yeah. How, how, he was like, and he was so gentle and he did not judge me for one second. Um, and to me, like, that is why I'm here today. So I think like God used my boyfriend in that way. And then I've kind of felt like, wow, if it wasn't for my boyfriend, I, j- I don't know who he would have used for me to reach God. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't have been from anybody being um, as bold and as, as judgmental as I see today on social media. Do you, so when you guys got together, were you guys like, you were Catholic, but you weren't like, you know, you say you're not a, like you weren't a Christian. So was that something that was hard for you guys? Well, I wasn't even Catholic at that point. I think that like me actually not believing in God, like, st- like, I think I was like 12 when I like actually tried to believe in him. And then I was like, yeah, this isn't working out. And then I was just like the farthest I've ever been from God. And I was like totally new age, totally everything else in the world. And I had several different beliefs. I also, I really didn't know what I was, what I was. I, I often refer to myself as, as I was an atheist because I can't even tell you what I believed in. I really don't even know what I believed in. I believed in just like, I knew that there was a spiritual world, but like, I can't, I can't, that's, a, that's just like, I don't even know, God, you just say that, I have no idea what that was, but, um, so was it hard, like, for me at that point, I wouldn't know, because I didn't leave, so I didn't have anything of like, oh my gosh, we're not equally yoked, like, I didn't yeah, have yeah, yeah. that, um, and for my boyfriend, he just, what, my, I tell you, my boyfriend has this, like, insane, gift of just like having faith and like never doubting God it's like insane and he was like, let me tell you we're praying for yeah. 
he basically just, he would tell me that he knew I was going to believe in God. And I was just like, and he was like, I know you will. And then he was like, even like, if we're 89 years old and you're on your deathbed, I know you, you're going to be in heaven with me. Like, I know you will. And he, he would pray for God. He actually told me that he prayed, um, about two weeks before I gave my life to Christ or like started to believe in Christ. Um, he was like, God, I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it. And he said to him, like, I don't care if you do it right before she dies. I still know you're going to do it. And then two weeks after I actually started to believe. So like, God, he was like, I know it's because he was like, I know it's because I told God I, I had so much faith and not like, I didn't care when he did it. That, that's why he did it when he did it. And, um, the fact, okay. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> I, I literally, I am literally so like in awe, like my heart, like, I feel like I'm going to cry. Like, like, it's just so his faith. Like, it's crazy. Wow. Like, because you know, so many people will immediately tell you like, no, uh, not a Christian. Get out of my face. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, mm-hmm. Hey, everybody to their own. I feel like I'm a little bit more like that. Like if he's not a Christian, I'm like, Ugh. but yeah. the thing is like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm just in awe. Like he, it is 100%. Yeah. Like it's he, the, I think the biggest thing is like, he was a man of God who prayed for you because it wasn't like, he was like, well, she's not a Christian, whatever. No, he was like avid, like advocately praying for you, pushing for you being like, I know Jesus, like you're going to change her heart. And I do not care what that looks like, because I know that you are such a good father that you're going to make this your thing. Like you're going to bless this the way you're supposed to be blessed. And he did not give up. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's the beauty of it. It's like, he didn't give up on your faith. And like, that speaks volumes. He didn't give up on the capacity God had to change your heart. And also just like, just praying for you. Like, girl, he's a I know, no, no. I am like 1000 billion percent, like the most blessed girlfriend in the world. (laughs) Like, it just is insane. You have a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, hear anything? I'm going to break away. But no, honestly, like, he's he's one of a kind he actually funny story um he would pray over his food around me everything like that and I was always just like hmm one day I was like hmm I don't want to pray without you like he's always like praying I was like I don't want to pray without him and so then I was like oh can I do this but pray to the universe and he was just like go right ahead and he said in that moment in that moment he prayed that that was a God's opening and that I wasn't actually talking to the universe and that God was actually, God was going to receive that prayer. And I then, have chills. I literally have chills. And, oh yeah. God. And then another time he actually brought me to church. And this was like, when I really was like, I was just like, I will never believe in God. Cause I used to like, just full on be so like saying that, like, I will never believe in God. And so he brought me to his church. I don't even know how I agreed to go. I just think because I wanted to like know who he knew. Like, you know, you want to meet yeah, there. You're wanting to experience what he, like, you're like, I love yeah, you. Like, I want to he, go go to, he goes to this church on Friday nights for youth. What is this? Like, I just, I want to meet his friends or whatever. Yeah. And I went and I left and I 
literally cried to him and I was like I will never believe in God like sorry if you thought that I was gonna leave there and believe in God but I will never believe in him and all he said was that's fine yet you think that but I know that you're gonna believe in God and I was furious and I was like don't tell me I'm gonna believe in God because I'm not like I was pissed and then he was like okay that's fine but like I know you're gonna believe in God and I was literally just like Isaiah don't 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 like I was just so pissed like, I'm, about to, I'm about to slap you right now like I'm about to slap you oh my gosh and like, like those things kind of led up to just like then what it was and the way that I actually then started believing God we were on our we were on um our way home we went to like this uh on water park upstate we were just like driving home mm-hmm. And we were just having like an open conversation about God and like, okay, clearly the reason why I was so pushed far away from God was because of all the misconceptions and hate that I had experienced from Christians. We already went over that. So he basically broke down about how all those misconceptions and all that hate was not of God. And he basically was just like, everything that you experienced, like that is not the God that I, that I know, that is not the God that I believe in. And I know people do that, but that is like totally just not it. Like, and he was just like, my church isn't like that. The people that I know aren't like that. Um, there's so much love. He was like, look at them. I, I love all these people, people from several different cultures, people from all different backgrounds. Like I love all these people and that's how God taught me to be. And that's the God that I know. And you were just so wrongly exposed and people are, people in the church do do that, but that is never ever what God has ever showed me that he is. Wow. And then I was like, Hmm. <laughs> like, oh, makes sense. I think that's uh that's nice. I was like, Ooh, what a what a thing about that. And then I started to talk out loud and I used to be like, wait, this is like this, and this is like this, and that's why God does this, and this is God does that. And then I was like, wait, and I was like, wait, I totally get it. I was like, I think I believe in God. And he was like, and all he did, he was just like, Yeah. And I was like, No, I think I believe in God. He was like, Yeah. Like so cool and calm collective and he said he was like not surprised at all. He just like knew God was gonna do it. He is just another type of like human though. Like I have no idea where he came from. <laughs> I mean, come on with like come on with the faith. Like what I I want your boyfriend on my podcast. Like I literally want like if y'all want to come on together, please let's do it. Like literally, please, like no cap. Like I want. I want to talk to him. Like, I want to he's know. A great person to talk to about. Like, he's just. He's all, I don't think you understand, like, how I'm, like, I'm about to go and, like, call everybody and be like, oh, my gosh. Like, literally, like, I am in awe of his faith. And I'm in an yeah. awe of, like, he didn't boast. No. Like, that's the thing is, like, it wasn't like, huh. Yeah, I knew because I've been praying to God and I knew he would change your Like, he was like, yeah, he's pretty great. I already knew, like, I knew God was going to show up for you like that because God shows up for me. And like him saying, like proving to you day in and day out, it wasn't like it was a thing where it was like, oh, she's never going to believe. No, it was like, you know, even if it takes me the rest of my life, I will make sure she knows who God is. Insane. And like, look what he's doing. I can't. Like, he was the vessel. He was the vessel I don't even know the tunnel yeah, the like God, yes 
God literally, yeah, God was like, oh, I need you to do this thing, but I need you to show up for her consistently. Because the thing is, like, you can take the way he showed up for you as an example of how God is going to show up for you, like, throughout the entire thing. Yeah, so you can see, you know, like, his consistency and be like, that's how God is. Like, God is gentle. Like, God is, God shows up. And even when I don't listen, he's going to continue to show up and be like, it's okay if you're not listening. Like, I'm going to still going to be here and I'm still going to tell you how it is. And I'm still going to, like, love you and preach. And the day that you realize that this is exactly what you need, then, then it'll be amazing and it'll be great. And so like, you can take that and say, you know, that was the perfect example of who God was. And it was exactly how God wanted it to go down. It wasn't, God wasn't surprised. God wasn't like thrown off. He was like, no, this is exactly what needs to happen. She's going to share this story. She's going to make this album. She's going to move lives, but I need her to see this first. Yes. And it was such a, it's just such a blessed process. And it was, it's one that God, I think carved out specifically for me in my situation. I think like, it's very important, like too, when I talk about everything that I talk about, um, whether it even be my approach, whether it be uh, my experiences, whether it be my boyfriend, everything is so individualized to me. And that's why, again, just like being passionate about becoming daughter could mean anything to anyone's walk in their faith because God is just constantly working. And I think that that's like the huge, like the biggest takeaway and the biggest point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's why like, I am like my situation too, about like us literally being like unequally yoked because I just wasn't a believer. Like that's definitely not going to be a lot of people's experience. And I think that even me now that I'm a Christian, I'm like, wait, how did he do that? Like, how did he, now that I'm a Christian, I'm like, oof, I so hard. How were you with me when I didn't believe in God? And it's like, but that took a certain specific type of person. And I personally needed that in my life. Um, and I'm sure Isaiah needed that in his life or somehow and like the way that it works and like, you know, it's just all unique and what God does in our lives is just so unique. Like how many people in church would tell you, um, that we shouldn't have been together because we're unequal. Oh my gosh. So many. That's why, that's why I wanted to talk about it because I was like, I was like, you're saying you're two years. I know how long have you guys been together? Uh, we're going on three. Okay, that's what I thought because I remember like your TikTok. I think you talked about it or something. I don't remember yeah. how I saw it. And yeah. so I was like, I was gonna ask you, I was like, wait, two years of being saved. I was like, wait, hold on, you guys were not equally, or like even if he wasn't a Christian, because that's the thing is what I was gonna ask, like, is he a Christian? Yeah. And it, my first thought was like, oh wow, like they weren't equally yoked. How did that even work? But just like I'm so in awe, you know? I know. It's incredible. And it, you know, like even like it's almost like there wasn't even much more than that in a sense of where it was like ever necessarily like he never presented to me if there if there was any struggle that he never presented it to me and I just never felt like I was a burden to his beliefs I never felt I really didn't um I used to tell him too I was like your family's his family's Christian I was like your family's gonna hate me because I'm not Christian and he was just like what are you talking about like he just wouldn't he did not present it as like really like a problem I mean because even if he did I wouldn't even understand that was a problem if he presented a problem I'd be like this is a problem this is a problem Christians they always want to tell people that they have to be believers I probably would have flipped it and like freaked out been like why don't you love me even though I'm not a believer yeah. you, know? you would have felt like you were like missing something you know and I think yeah, and I probably would have been another bad experience that I had with a Christian where I would have been like oh my gosh like someone told me like I couldn't meet their family because I wasn't a Christian it's only that and I probably would have like which I mean makes sense because I mean like obviously 
see there's a lot of grace in that too. Because I mean, honestly, with myself, when I be, when I got saved, I was like not in the right track. Like I haven't I haven't shared my testimony yet because we have like one. I have one thing that I'm doing that I'm gonna share before I share my whole testimony. But um, he my like I guess like my ex was not a Christian, and it wasn't even just like it wasn't kind of like you where you were like good and you know you still were a good human being well he was like you know a druggie and like all these things and like was on probation and I'm not I'm not judging him but I'm saying like I did that like I literally told him like I want to focus on my relationship with God I had just gotten saved you know I want to focus on my relationship with God I want to do all these things and then he was like this is the problem with all Christians. You guys are judgmental. You don't love us. You don't this, this, and that. And I was like, that's not, I'm not telling you you're any less because you're not a Christian. I'm just like, I need this for myself, you know? And that's why I say that there is a, a total individuality to everything because you are not wrong in doing what you did. But yeah. as a non-believer, I'm just, I, well, I am a believer. I'm going to say as a past non-believer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, right, take that back. As a past non-believer, you know, I also see in the perspective though, like, okay, like that's what I would have thought. But now that I am a believer, I understand. And I'm also like, this is why there's two, there's, well, three sides of your story to say your side, my side, and the truth, the yeah. truth is Jesus. But it's like, you know, there's, um, there really is such an individuality to everything, you know? And it's like, um, you're not wrong for what you did and you're actually like thriving in what you did. And that is so, and that's why I say it's so important. Like this isn't to be like, you know, there are so many people that I see, like they try to change the person that they're with because they, they want them to be Christian. They know they have to be equally yoked, but they're not. Yeah. You know, what is that called? It's like, I think it's like, um, it's like mission, like the, the way that there's a name for like the dating, I think it's like missionary dating, like, like you're on a mission to like convert them or something like that. I could be completely wrong. If that's what it's called. But I feel like it's something with mission. Like you're, you cannot like date with the thought that like, well, it's not, you cannot, because obviously like you are an example, you can, but like, it shouldn't be that you're going in it with a thought of like, I'm convert them. And the thing is, your boyfriend didn't go into it thinking he was going to convert you. He knew God would, but he let God do the work. That's crazy. You know, like he prayed about it. He was like, I, all I can do is just love her the way you, I know how to love and like show up for her the way I know how to show up. Like the rest is yours. But so many people are like, I have to take control. I have to change their personality. I have to change what they do. I have to make sure they believe because if they don't believe, then they're, then they're not my one or like, they're yeah. not my person. It's like, well, are you actually letting God do his thing? Or are you just like being controlling? absolutely 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 and that's why it is so unique and it's just so individual and I don't think I'm not like saying that people um should even like go into relationships if they are like like wondering about someone being like being unequal unequally yoked with someone and what that looks like I think like I didn't I didn't plan for it to happen that way I had no I, I had no thought in my head about changing someone. As far as I know, Isaiah, like, as you said, like Isaiah was not focused on changing me. All he did was pray for me. So I just think like situations are unique. And I, like I said, like now that I'm a Christian, I'm like, I have no idea how he did that. But like, it's, it's just the way God worked in us specifically. And it is, it is. Isaiah's honestly a different breed. I have no idea. I don't even, <laughs> you know, so it, it's uh it's just it's very special it is I love that literally like wow 
I'm just, I am in awe of like our entire conversation because like not at all did I expect this, like I didn't know where this, you know, like I told you before, like I had no idea where our conversation was going to go. I was like, oh God, do you think I'm not taking control? And I think like, Sarah, your story is beautiful. (laughs) Like it is like, I am so impacted. I am even more on fire for Jesus. I think like being able to hear the way that he showed up for you, for your boyfriend, for like, you know, the people around you, like I number one, we need to be like closer. I want to FaceTime you like once a week. Like I, I want to get so much closer because I am like, wow, like this girl's amazing. Um, but also just like, like, I'm so proud of you. Like genuinely, like, I know that, you know, we aren't like super close and we're not best friends, but like, I am proud of you because you did what you did. You know, you, drop this EP, you became, you got closer to God, you are speaking up about the the judgment and the lack of, you know, like gentleness and everything. I know everything you're saying is God led. And I think it's beautiful to see your obedience because I think so many people, you know, want to obey, but have no idea how to do it. And so it's like, I see it. I see it a lot too. I think I see a lot of stress behind too, of like, um, you know, people that I think God has put things on their heart, but they, they're so afraid to go forward because of this possibly being wrong or, or doing something incorrect. And I understand fully. And that doesn't mean, like I said, like how I waited a bit before I I came out with this music, I was denying it a bit and God works. And then it was like, snap my fingers. I had to do it. You know what I mean? I just had to like go and do that. And I think a lot of people, sometimes I think it could be a little bit um, toxic to like, be like, I'm waiting for the right time. I'm waiting for the right time. I can't do anything wrong. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to have any of this. I don't want to do that. I want to be caught redheaded. I don't want to do this. And it's like, that could stop you from actually receiving God's message towards you and his blessing for you and what he wants you to do in your life. And I know, I know people that just don't move forward because they're like, well, I'm this in my life and I'm that in my life. 100%. And we also don't want to share every single thing that happens in our life. We don't want to go forward during times where we um, may not be on the best footing, but I think that there is so much beauty and I think there is so much power in moving forward with God with your imperfections because you will never, ever be perfect there's no way to say that you're ready. It's like when people say like, I hear so many people be like, Oh, you'll never think you're ready for marriage. Like you'll never, like, you're just going to have to get married. Like you'll never think you're ready or you'll never think you're ready to have a kid. Like you'll just, you're just going to have a kid. You can never be ready. And I kind of feel the same way, like about God, like you can never feel fully prepared for what God is going to do in your life because God, his, who he is, he's the biggest, the only most powerful God And so how could you ever be prepared when I'm like this actual like ant sized human on this earth? Like I can't be prepared, but there's beauty in, there's beauty in saying, Hey guys, God put this on my heart. And this is just, this is just a thought. This is just a message. This is what God put. I drew this picture. I sang this song. I wrote this poem. I think people should hear it. I mean, like, you know, I just think that like, imperfection is it's almost like beautiful there's so so beautiful and could have so much love behind it you know 
Wow. That's, I think that's a really good message. I think imperfection is beautiful. Like it's so true. I think we try so hard to be perfect. Like, you know, in God, what are we doing? Are we obeying correctly? Are we speaking right? Are we doing these things? Are we looking correctly? Are our nails done? You know? And it's like, there is so much beauty and being yourself and being who like God has called you to be. There's so much beauty and jumping into something and people asking you like, Oh, so what are you going to do with it? And you're like, I have no idea. I just know like God led me here. And I think that that's one of the biggest things. Cause like one of my really, like one of my best friends, I, she went to school for um, linguistics, like languages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, it's like, it's technically English. Like she's like going to school for English, but like the branch is that or whatever. And I, I even asked her, I was like, what are you going to do with that? I was like, do you want to teach? And she was like, no, I don't want to teach. And I was like, oh, well, what are you like going to do with your degree before I knew her? And she was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And everyone always asks her that, you know, and her obedience to God and God telling her, this is what I want you to go to school for. has propelled her. Literally. She's like, she's going to Brazil, like with this like scholarship. I don't even remember what it's called. It's like bright, bright, no, something like that. It's like the scholarship they give like in the U S for like a limited amount of people in the entire U S and she got it. And she's freaking amazing. Wow. Congratulations to her. Right. And she got it. People told her like, Oh, you're going to be poor. Like, Oh, you're not gonna make too much money. Like, are you sure you're going to have anything to do with that degree? And it's like, she's like I don't I don't know I don't know and because she loves languages and because she went to school with that and like speaks Portuguese and all that stuff that put her even more above like other people that apply because her intelligence her ability to like connect to people like all those things it's like and like now she's going off and it's like I just I just I don't know like it's it's so beautiful you don't have to have it all figured out yeah like you can just jump into it and say God will figure it out you know God will figure it out for me and I, I think like, you know, I, I just, you know, I think maybe less listening to what we think other people are going to think about what we're doing and more listening to what God says we have to do. Um, yeah. Because if I was going to listen to what everyone else was going to say about what I did. I mean, honestly, my feedback has been so good mm-hmm. on my EP, which is so incredible. Like, I just am so happy that non-believers can listen and just feel something from this song, which from this EP, which is what a lot of the response I've gotten, which has been nothing but just like so beautiful to me because I just, that's the goal I want. I, not just for non-believers, I want for believers too, but, um, you know. I mean, just, you want to reach ones that haven't been reached yet. Yeah, and like just reach them in the way that I've been There's saying. There's plenty of music for us. You know what I mean? For like <laughs> Christians, like, not that that's like, devaluing like how impactful your songs can be to us Christians because they are and they have been but like you know I think the fact that your goal is like specifically to impact those that don't know the Lord I think people specifically people who are afraid to leap into their relationship with God um specifically for people who are afraid of judgment within the community and people who have turned away from God because of their bad experiences. I think that those are def- that's definitely my community that I'm looking for. But I just want anyone, whoever wants to, whoever God gives us this music to, whoever God gives this music to, honestly, these are real life experiences that I just think God has messages, um, you know, and, um, you know, like, we don't have to have it all figured out. We really don't. We don't have to have it all figured out. We're not going to deal with every conviction at once. Um, there is so much hope and beauty within the Christian community. There is. I'm also though not going to sit here and say that I see it often though. I'm not going to sit here and say that I see it all the time. Um, 
I think there is a lot that I see that's so good. I'm so proud of every single person that is on social media doing things like what you're doing and uh, sharing their faith on TikTok and Instagram because I've seen so many people have actually come forward saying that Christian TikTok saved them, which I think is so amazing. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't deny what God is doing. But I just like, even like one of my favorite TikTokers, like Christian TikTokers, she just recently um, like got, like is taking a break because she can't deal with the negativity and the hate that she receives from people within her own community. And so, um, you know, I could go on about this forever just because it's the only, it's what I do this for. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, I feel that like, you know, that's, that's, I mean, one of the reasons I like stepped back from social media, I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like, you know, not that I like had gotten hatred or anything like that, but I'm just saying like, it's hard to see those things, even like not ex- firsthand experiencing them, but just seeing like the, the toxicness and it sucks. But, and that's, and that's where something like, like as Christians, we need to pray about that. You know, we need to like bring that yeah. to the altar. Like we need to tell Jesus, like Jesus knows. It's not like you were like, he's like, oh, what is happening down there? Like, I have no idea. You know, like he's not like that at all. He's like, yeah, I know this sucks, doesn't it? And so the thing is like, we have to continue to bring that to Jesus and say like, we really want to change this. We want to be impactful. We want to be your vessel. We want to be the thing that, you know, pushes people to you and not like pushes people away. And so, um, and that's, I mean, I think that if there's more people with like the uh, intention of, I want to bring people to the gospel. Cause the thing is, you know, one of the things that, you know, people say, it's like, what is the intent behind what that person is saying or doing? Right. And so I had it like, even a sociology teacher, she freaking like, I don't know her religion, but she was saying that there was a guy who would go up to her and literally tell her like your place is in the kitchen. Like the Bible says that you're not. Yeah. Like I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Trust me, trust me. I know. But I was like, I, I was like, he was like, like, you need to be saved. Like, you know, saying these things. And, you know, she told her, she was like, the thing is guys, like I didn't, it was uncomfortable. But when I look back at it, I'm not upset with him because I knew that all he wanted to do was save my soul. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's one of, because in his mind, if you're like in the kitchen, like a oh, mom, blah, blah, like that's going to be saving your soul, like in his mind. Now, was it interpreted incorrectly? Was it brought out incorrectly? Did it trigger some things? Yes. And that's the thing is like, we just have to pray that that the intention behind people's actions are understood and heard. Um, even if it's in a very, like, even if they're coming at you with a very like strong, like, like, yeah, that's what I I say, to let things roll off your shoulders. I think that's like, I don't, I, I, I say that and I don't want anyone to think that I'm really good at that. Cause I'm not, um, I actually struggle so much. Like, um, when people are like, if someone said something to me, um, like some sort of criticism, I think that I've gotten better. I think God has like strengthened me a bit, but like, I don't say this like, oh yeah, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at letting judgment roll off my shoulders. Like I'm really not, but it's so like, we have to, like we yeah. have to, we have to do that. And like that woman has so much grace because that's um, something really amazing for me to say like, oh yeah. wow, who's just trying to save my soul, which is the truth too. And that's why I say boldness is good in its own way because there's so many people who get saved from boldness. We see it literally in the Bible. Um, yeah, but yeah it's definitely like it's so many things but um I'm just I'm very so freaking thankful that you like said yes to coming on my podcast like I just know like I've been impacted like I am gonna listen to this like 
back to back. Like, oh my I'm God. so thankful. I, I sometimes I forget what I even say. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, I, I feel that. Like, I'll be like, what did I, what was I even saying? It's like my last episode, I literally said, I was like, guys, when I talk to you guys, I feel like I am like an out of body experience. I feel like I'm not even in my body and everything's just like happening and going crazy. Um, but I'm just like, so thankful that you said yes. And that you shared your heart. I want you to know that I'm like, everything you said was heard like and I am so thankful for it and thank you for sharing your heart I know some of these things are personal I know these are things that you know you might not just share with anyone but I'm thankful that you are giving me and my like audience the space to hear it because I know how impactful it's gonna be um so I want to thank you for that and continue girl continue to share your story because it's literally amazing it's like so worth hearing and like your music is changing people's lives so continue to write continue to like let the lord move in you and like i know that you know maybe like year two three years from now like hopefully like i'll be like girl you got like you're so <laughs> successful be like can I go backstage when you come to Dallas like <laughs> like that is gonna be it's gonna be so amazing like I can just see it right now and so I want you to know like you're doing amazing you're impacting those around you and like your story is amazing and beautiful and like God like written he freaking made a beautiful picture with your story and so um yeah, I just want to thank you for thank you and I want to thank you girl you have no you honestly have no idea um something I have to share for your audience is the reason why I am so obsessed with your podcast is because every other time and this is not no hate no hate to any other person that has a Christian podcast I think everybody has their audience but I have not found one that specifically speaks to me I think like I struggle with a lot obviously because I like to listen to like girly more girly podcasts or whatever um, that have to do with Christianity, but for some reason they always fall into like um, boyfriend girlfriend relationships and like season of singleness and like I can never find anything that talks about actual friendships or just like like how you spoke about vulnerable my gosh vulnerability <laughs> and um and even you know you you sharing your experiences with the church as well like. That is genuinely what, when I was searching for Christian podcasts, that is what I was looking for. And I kept falling into this trap of like dating. And I was like, I don't even need to date. I have a boyfriend. Like, can we oh just, like, your season of singleness is not helping me. We're already past that. <laughs> like everything's about girls being single. Everything's about looking for a husband. I don't want to think about this. I just want to, I want God to move in me in a different way. And for other people, that's where they're moving. But I was like, is anyone talking about something different? And you are, girl, you are talking about something different. It makes me so happy when you talk about friendships and everything like that. So um, that is like what completely like marks you to me, like as as someone who's doing something different. And I just want to thank you for what you're doing because I love it. And it's the only thing that calms me down, literally. I'm like in immense anxiety and I'm like, okay, tell it all, tell it all, literally. And I listen to it and it helps me feel so much better. Oh my gosh. I don't. Oh my gosh. I'm so serious. So much. Like, wow. I'm, you just made my mind. Like, I'm just going listen. I'm just going to be like the end of this podcast every single time. I'm like feeling frustrated. Um, Yes, yes, every time. I, yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. You need to go back to this because you need to hear it because like, 
it is so true. It is like, I couldn't be more honest with you. You know what I mean? When I'm saying like, every time I've listened, it has calmed my anxiety so much and has just literally spoken to me. Like, it's crazy. I, I think, I think, well, I think, I think this is a thing. I think we're friends. <laughs> yeah, 1000%. Like, I want this to be a friendship. Like, let's do this yeah. thing. Um, all right, guys. Thank you. Okay. I just, Sarah, oh my gosh. I literally am just in awe, like, ah, okay. Stop, I'm like, smiling. Ears. I know, we're both, like, <laughs> literally, like, our cheeks are, like, so big right now. Yes. Both, like, wow, I just am so thankful for just you as a human being. Um, guys, I really hope that this, like, episode impacted y'all because I know it impacted me. And, like, you guys go follow her. Like, do you want to, like, let them know your ads. Yeah, um, my ad is on everything Sarah Damone Music, S-A-R-A-D-A-M-O-N Music. Yeah, and I'll put it down in the description. You guys go follow her, give her a listen. She deserves it because it's so freaking good. Um, (laughs) But I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, Don't forget to rate, don't forget to subscribe, and like share with your friends. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode of Tell It All.